Hey everyone, welcome to Dance Colleges and Careers, brought to you by InstaDance. Professional training to dynamically style your technique, stage presence, and confidence. My name is Brittany Noltzmeyer, and I'll be your guide to helping you find the perfect college for you. Dance Colleges and Careers is here to provide you with information about different colleges, what to expect, and how to find the right college for your dance style. Go to instadancecoach.com with any further questions and follow me on social media at instadancecoach, I-N-S-T-A-D-A-N-C-E-C-O-A-C-H. Let's hit it. Okay, hello guys. So here we have the Associate Dean Shelley and Professor Rowan coming to us from Oklahoma City University. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Hi. OCU is my alma mater. I love the school and I'm super excited to talk to these, uh, to Joe and Dean Mel because they have some incredible things to say. They're really incredible people. Let's get started. Joe, can you explain to our audience what your main role is at OCU? Instigator, I would say. I instigated this whole idea in 1980 before many of the people who are on Broadway now were even born. So here was the background in a nutshell. When I was performing, I did ballet, opera, equity musicals. I worked in television. I found that women were safe when they could work, and the best thing to do would be eclectic. And I didn't feel that American dance in the 50s, 60s, 70s, it wasn't as respected as ballet and opera. Of course, always modern had this wonderful reputation for investigating movement and really shaking up the old forms of dance and contributing so much. But as far as universities went, tap and jazz, they were considered something from the street. So when I was in Russia at the Bolshoi, all of the dancers there, they want to dance like Fred Astaire. So when I came back, I thought the thing that I would like to do would be to create a department that would actually give a degree in the three areas of musical theater technique, which would be tap, jazz, and ballet. And people would have to reach a level of competence, and then over and above that, they'd have to be able to be performers. You couldn't be a magnificent trickster with nothing to say. You had to be able to tell the story. On top of that, you needed to sing, act, read contracts, know how to get work in New York, LA, Chicago, Vegas, whatever. You needed the pragmatics of how to, to work. So the background of that is a an attempt to narrow the goal to what does it take to change our way of educating triple threats so that they're able to earn money and earn money from the time they get out of school until they want to stop being in the business of show business. So the Dean, Dean Mel can can actually tell you later on about more specifics of our degrees, but they're in performance. And that's a, it's a part of our education that has very stiff requirements that parallel the business of show business. We also have management. We have American teacher training, so we're training people to open studios, and then basic entertainment specifics, and everything that we do is aimed at trying to have our students be as eclectic as possible. 
the performers should be able to do something of management and uh, teaching and vice versa with all of those degrees. So mm-hmm. right. without doing any middle specifics, I'm going to jump to the end. This is the time of COVID virus, the COVID-19. Yes. And I was able to see over a hundred of OCU NYC dancers putting on an hour and a half performance the other night, which was thrilling. And even though they were more than a hundred that were all doing that from New York, there were many of the people that I knew that were also unable to get into that performance because it was extensive. So I'm going to finish with what makes me very proud because this will be the 40th year we've been in business, making sure that people were ready to get out and earn a living. Mm-hmm. This was what on stage said about us. This is a quote. In our opinion, no other college in the country is doing a better job of preparing versatile dancers for the industry than the Ann Lacey School of American Dance and Entertainment in at Oklahoma City University. So I know that's an awful lot of blah, 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 but what we're trying to do is train dancers to earn money in many eclectic different ways, but all involved in showbiz. We have people who were managing Carnegie Hall. We had somebody else who was doing fundraising for the Met and Rockettes and Broadway mm-hmm. and were very successful. Yeah, very well-rounded and learned to do it all. Okay, so let's talk about the school values. Associate Dean Shelley, it says the school values and Lacey's School of American Dance and Entertainment is not just about teaching dance steps. We're here to instill character that will serve graduates in their professional careers and personal lives. As a graduate, I went back and was reading this today, and it really resonated with me because I wake up every day. I'm like, okay, be nice. You know, that's number one, which is enriching your personal life and then the professional career as well. I'm like, what can I do today to to be a dancer in this world of business? Because there's a lot of different things we can do and still be dancers. Yes. Can you clarify the values a little bit, Dean Mel? Sure. Well, um, values are so important to us. And it when whenever I tour prospective students, I try to talk about our Ann Lacey School values at Oklahoma City University because it's not only that it's going to make the our current students and our graduates more employable in the industry. It just makes you have a better life if you are operating from a value system. So wherever you end up in the entertainment industry or even if you leave the entertainment industry, having the values is so important. What we did a number of years ago, we thought it would be nice to have value, what we call the value wall. And in our lobby, in our beautiful dance and entertainment building, we have nine value words that are on the wall to remind us every day. So whether you're a staff, a student, a faculty member, and the the words are things like respect, responsibility, accountability, commitment. I'm not doing them in order, so I'm going to mess them up. Ethics, motivation, uh, reliability, courage, all of these things. And as our students or our staff or our graduates, whoever it may be, as we face challenges, if we go back to those values, we're able to overcome those challenges. And when our students have those values, when it's competitive in the entertainment industry, 
people want to work with other people that are adding to the environment, the work environment. Absolutely. Yeah. We often, well, Joe says this, and I always repeat what she says. We're not a dance school and that scares people. What? You're not a dance school? Well, yeah, we really are, but we're a lot more than that because we incorporate that philosophy and the values. What I've tried to do from the time that I've gone from the profession into the teaching, a teaching role, was to make sure that I was not teaching dance steps and that our faculty were not teaching dance steps. We were teaching people to be dancers. So you must have the dance steps, but over on top of the technique. You have to have the knowledge of what it is to be a human being so you can tell the story. And then you have to be easy to work with. And this may sound crass, but when people are reliable and professional and have courage and are generous and all of those things that we try to teach people, they make money for the producers. Because mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> there's, no, there's no, the whole atmosphere of the school is welcoming, family, nurturing, and I don't think that the students like it when somebody is selfish. Oh, absolutely not. To uh, be a part of the group, uh, you know, we double cast everything and everybody gets on stage. So we all help one another. And that's the kind of thing that has spawned our uh, organizations like in New York or L.A., and now Washington, where we have our alums helping our students to find how to find work, yeah, how to feel comfortable in the profession. And also, when people are generous, they have a relaxed, wonderful way of taking auditions because somebody will tell some crazy joke that I've been telling for 40 years and they'll go, oh, are you from OCU? And immediately they get rid of those butterflies in their, in their tummies and they can put the energy into telling the story. So, it's so true. That's happened to me so many times. <laughs> that It kind of helps. Yeah, it really does. Or when you, uh, when we were right out of college and maybe we hadn't purchased our Leducas yet, and, every, and you walk into an audition and you see everybody in their um, capizio, what are those capizio high heels, the two and a oh, two and three quarter the inch, the chorus line capizio shoes. I would, I would look around the room and I'm like, oh, see you, oh, see you. Okay. <laughs> so it makes you feel you're never alone. You're never disconnected. You're home with your singing own. that song. You're well protected. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that, it has to do with quality of life. When you have the discipline and the generosity to see that other people have a good quality of life. It comes back on you like a mirror. It, it, it makes your life good. Yeah. It really and does. it's so good to learn that young because uh, some people go through midlife crisis when they think, Oh gee, where am I, what am I doing? Well, our students kind of learn it between 17 and 22. It's true. <laughs> They can then slide forward in life and uh, ahead of the game. Yeah. And also, I always tell people, don't be afraid of the disappointments and the challenges because God gives you those so that you can appreciate the good things. People are spoiled when they just have good, good, good all the time. And then they get hit in the face with the reality of life. If you Mm -hmm. can have um, somebody nurture you so that you can survive the challenges. 
but learn from them. You, God gives you the uh, roller coaster. The, the ups are there so that you feel proud of yourself and you're happy with everybody and you've got these good times. And the slide down is so to say, appreciate it when you go when it goes back up again. Like everybody knows that in the 30s, the people who were valued were people in show business because everyone was so sad, they made them forget their troubles. And yeah. once we open up from this situation with the COVID-19, our dancers are going to have so much stuff to do because everybody will want to have some sort of a performance where people tell the story. Totally. Yeah. And everybody, everybody's looking for something to do and that entertainment too. So we can keep working. The, the reason why technique and strength and good training is important, because if you cannot use your tool to tell the story, it's like somebody trying to stutter through to, to, to be or to, to, to not to be. If you are, have a quality technique, you can then get inside the human soul and be able to express yourself to people. And that's what people go to the theater for. Mm -hmm. And that's how we all survive. The business of show business. You have no business, you have no show. That's you right. have to be able to just to the situation as it ch changes all the time. And then make sure that your education parallels what people need in order to make money. Mm -hmm. You right. have to feel safe enough to love people. If you don't have work, you can't love them more than you need them. You need people and you love people. But if you're not working, you can't love someone more than you need someone. And that puts you in a serious situation. So I'm kind of gun-ho for everybody being safe. In other words, get out there and get a job. Right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, female. That kind of leads into um, really how we've structured all of the curriculum because that's really our goal is to have people be out there and have a good life. And yeah. so we're constantly reevaluating our curriculum and our most recent uh, major curriculum revision um, happened uh, in 2015. So now we're five years into that. But what we do is all of the students who come into the dance program come in as a dance major and spend the first two years having a curriculum that everyone is the same, but it includes the intro to teaching, the intro to choreography, dance history, of course, tap, jazz, and ballet, and costuming, management, vocal, the music side of thing. It really has the basis of the management, the teaching, the choreography, and the dancing. And so it really gives students this foundation. So whenever, whatever they do, they are going to have this long career because they can shift between what they're able to do. They don't have to go back and retrain because they have that foundation. They may want to grow upon that foundation. Yeah. Have that good foundation. And then in the junior and senior years, that's when the students apply to either be a dance performance major, a dance management major, or a dance teacher major. And even once they get into those areas, they still can take some of the classes in the other areas. So I think that's um, one of the big reasons that on stage talked about how versatile our dancers are prepared, that they're really able to do so many things 
and that we're focused on the entertainment industry, which has a plethora of jobs. It's, we're not very narrowly focused. Right. We try mm-hmm. to have this wide focus so that the students have so many different opportunities when they graduate. Right. And as as a Floridian, there are a lot of dance jobs here, but there are also so many jobs where we can be well-rounded. We can bounce from theme park to theme park. And you might mm-hmm. be an actor at one at one park if you're if you've practiced that monologue. If you don't have to be the a Shakespearean actor for some of these things, like if, as long as you're well-rounded, some of it might be like an actor who dances at the same time or doing the cha-cha slide. So being able to have that well-roundedness can really help. So I did want to add this because parents sometimes are worried about, can uh, someone have a double major? Or oh, There yes, is no yes. time. So here's the, here's the situation that Dean Mel and I work on all the time. We want to make sure that people who graduate can be performers, managers, teachers, and they can be in show business all of their life. So their double majoring is whatever they choose when they're juniors. I would like to be a management major. Their other double major is the fact that they know how to be a performer. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to be locked into. I hear all the time, well, dancers are through about the same time as football players. No. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I'm still doing it. Yeah. And what you can do is, if you have an eclectic background that not only gives you ballet, tap, jazz, partnering, musical, theater, dance, costuming, management, reading, contracts. If you have an eclectic background like that, what happens in your life is as you go through life, you will have different goals. Things change, but you have to have a goal. Mm -hmm. So we train people so that for the rest of their life, they can be in this business. That's why we call it American Dance and Entertainment. What happened with this this production that was done in New York, I just saw it two nights ago. Not only did people dance, they choreographed, they sang, they put the, they edited it, they produced it, they they costumed it. We, we are ready to have our life in show business in one form or other. So uh, Joseph Campbell said, Follow your bliss means do the thing that gives you joy in life. But I say, Joe Rowan says, you got to find out what your bliss is before you can follow it. So the way you do that is what Dean Mel and Dean Bedford have created with this two years of learning how everything. You learn management, performance, uh, teaching, and then in your junior year, you can begin to specialize. And that should give you the safety of when you choose to work. Because I'm not saying everybody has to do that. There are other things in life that are enriching. But when you do that throughout your life, like if you want to have a family and then you want to get back into the business, maybe you were performing for two or three years or maybe 10. And then you want to get back in the business. That's okay. You know how to manage. You know how to to start your own studio, a studio that makes money, but at the same time is safe enough that we know how to teach children so they are not endangered. So there's that balance between the aesthetic and the pragmatic. We've always tried to do that, balance both sides. 
I do want to add in, um, because I get this question a lot since I do the tours with prospective students, you can minor. And we have a lot of students that do minors. And especially the students who are dance management majors, it is only a couple more classes in order to take the entrepreneurship minor from our school of business. And also our dance management degree is almost like getting a double major in business because the business core is so full that students can go on and get a master's of business administration and have all the prerequisite undergraduate um, work there. So. So I get that question a lot. Mel, could you address the types of degrees that we give? Mm -hmm. Sure. We have a Bachelor of Performing Arts is for our dance performance degree, and that's similar to the BFA degrees, very similar. And then we have a Bachelor of Science in Dance Management and a Bachelor of Science in American Dance Pedagogy, which is the dance teacher major. And I always like to say that because high school students may not be familiar with that word pedagogy. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. One other unique thing to let you know, we also have a degree called Entertainment Business, and that's also a Bachelor of Science. That's not a dance degree, although students may take dance classes as a part of that degree, extracurricular. But it, those, that degree is focused kind of like the dance management degree, but it includes students focused either on event planning, talent management, entertainment pre-law, or they can customize tracks within that entertainment business degree. And we usually have at least half of the students that are in that degree have a dance background. Oh, nice. Just before we move on from there, you said you were talking about the Bachelor of Science and the dance program as a BFA, but I know at OCU we have a BPA. Can you explain the difference right there of the BPA and BFA? When we formed the program, we chose to go with the Bachelor of Performing Arts because that dance performance degree is so very focused on the performance aspect. But as far as the curriculum balance goes, we um, it's very similar to what you would find in a Bachelor of Fine Arts um, in the fact that you're combining academics, but there's a really strong component of the curriculum that is focused on the performance side. One unique thing we do at Oklahoma City University for our American Spirit Dance Company, the dance performance majors are required to audition for that company, but it is not a guarantee. We don't give credits for performing in the dance companies because we want to mirror the industry and we don't want people just to be cast into the American Spirit Dance Company if they are not ready to be in that show. And so it's, it's mirroring the entertainment world. And because of that, it is what we call a co-curricular requirement and you may or may not be cast in the show. And so right. that is important. We really, the performing part is that we mirror what's happening in the performing world. Nothing's given for free. So you, you've got to audition and you have to earn it. I, I just wanted to comment too. The reason why our pedagogy degree is called the American Dance Teacher degree is that we are training people to open a private studio to teach tap, jazz, ballet, hip hop, uh, to be able to teach contemporary dance styles. Mm-hmm. And I know that word that's like modern, that's now become a term for a type of dance. So I'm talking about 
a, a school that is commercial, that is safe, artistic, and financially sound. And that's what we're trying to do is make sure that our teachers are able to do that sort of thing. And everything that Dean Mel has mentioned, we have pragmatic classes, not just theory. I mean, it's theory, but it's on your feet. Can you do it? Part of that performance degree that Mel was talking about that is dependent upon a lot of experience within the dance company has to do with what would make you successful in passing an audition in one of the cities for the situation that you like? Would you be successful? If you are successful, you're probably going to be successful as a graduate in that uh, performance degree. But if we feel that something is lacking, but you have a propensity for another type of situation within the show business, we probably will steer you that way so that you are safe and you can make your money doing other things. Right, right. Yeah. And at the time, I think in college, that can be really disheartening, maybe if you have your dream totally set on something, but you guys are the professionals. So to receive that guidance can be Maybe if you really wanted to be a management major, but you think maybe pedagogy would be better for you. It might be hard to hear, but in the long run, you're looking out for what's best. But here's a nice thing, because nobody knows what's good for someone else. The only thing you can do is if you're experienced, you can tell people what was good for you. Right, right. You don't know what was in their brain of what they want, and they haven't experienced what you experienced. You train them to do everything. So that if they are management graduates and they have a career performing in the business, great. It's not a matter of us saying, no, you can't do this. We're saying we think that you're going to be most successful with the attributes that you bring to classes if you have this major. But we're teaching people to teach, manage, and to dance. Yeah. Do you wish you had that focused, personal touch to pinpoint your exact trouble spots in your dance routine? Learn to unlock your waiting potential and rise above the competition with your own dynamic dance stylist. Why waste hours and days practicing without a step-by-step strategy? In an action-packed plan created specifically for you, you'll see great improvements in just the first week. Fire up the fierce dancer inside with our detailed yet focused program where you can attain results that usually take dancers months. Click the link in the description or email Brittany at instadancecoach at gmail.com to apply. That's I-N-S-T-A-D-A-N-C-E-C-O-A-C-H at gmail.com. So let's go back to when you, you were talking about everybody gets on the stage. There's the American Spirit Dance Company, because I think there are a lot of performance opportunities at the school. Can we talk about some of those? Yeah. If you are in the company, everything is double cast because we want to teach people to work together. Mm -hmm. And then everybody gets on stage. We have Thursday night, Friday, and then two shows, Saturday, matinee and evening. And we make sure that everybody is adjusted. But also, if you're in a ballet dance in one part of the show, you've been rehearsed in a hip hop in another. Or if you were in tap, you're going to be in a jazz. You might be first cast. That would be on one night. We don't mean first cast is better. Second cast is a different night. First cast, you may be doing a classical point partnering performance. 
And the next night, you're going to be doing something like our advanced rhythm tap number that one of our rhythm tap teachers who are knowledgeable about some of the great classic dances have set for our students and our students have handled it. So it's good for the students to be able to be given many different types of styles of dance. And it's also good for people to understand that when you cooperate with one another, you don't have to compete. What you have to do is augment. You become buddies and you help one another. It really works in the long run because when people graduate, they are competitive with themselves, but they are family. And that's a great protection in this business. So uh, we now have thousands of people out all over the world performing, managing, teaching are, are in the entertainment business. And that's a real help for people who are generous. Yeah. And in addition to the American Spirit Dance Company, we have the Spirit of Grace liturgical dancers that perform for worship services on campus and across Oklahoma. It is a non-denominational group, and that is a group that is great for students to be able to stretch their leadership skills and also choreograph because there's a faculty sponsor, but the students are doing the choreography and the leadership. And we also have the Oklahoma City University pep dancers. We call them the OCU pep dancers. They perform for the home basketball games, both the men and women's games. And again, there's a faculty sponsor that the students are doing the choreography, are have leadership opportunities. And then we have the student choreography show, which is put on by a select group of seniors and the students who are underclassmen or even the other seniors may audition for that. It's a really well-attended show. It's very fun to get to see all of the choreography classwork that the students have done come together as the show progresses. And then, of course, we work with the musicals and the opera company at Oklahoma City University. So our faculty are the choreographers for the main stage productions, and our students may audition for those. So for the students that are really focused on a musical theater career, that's where you can have a lead. So it doesn't matter if you're a dance major, a theater major, a music theater major, if you're the best person for that role, you may audition and you may be selected to be the lead. So you can get a lot of performing in. Uh, We also have people who are management majors who create things with, we have a young man who has very good tap ability and what he wants to do is form his own tap company. So he formed a tap jam proposal for uh, weekends at OCU And so he manages this. And we do have a faculty member who oversees it to see that everybody's safe and everything works well. But that augments the classes that the dancers are taking. They have these extra classes. So our company has toured to Asia, many times to China and Taiwan and Singapore, Kuala Lumpur. We've been to Ireland and to England and So we are, and also touring around in America. So from Pensacola to Los Alamos to to (laughs) the most recent was in Kansas City and and Branson. So we have quite a few rehearsals for performances, not only on the campus, but off the campus. And when we go to China, that is a major big deal that takes quite a bit of plane flying and quite a bit of coordinating, bringing our costumes with the company. 
Yeah. I remember when I was there, we went on tour somewhere in Oklahoma. I think Ada. Is that? Uh, I think it was Ardmore. Was it Ardmore. not? I'm, I think so. I don't know. It, it was like a really great experience, though, that tour. It was so fun. Yeah, we'll tour a big circle. We'll go down to Oklahoma, over to Arkansas, up to Kansas, and back down. All people who are involved in rehearsal understand if you have a show rehearsed, it's a good idea to do that one show in many different places mm-hmm. rather than trying to find enough time to rehearse six different shows. Yeah. So uh, we do go on tour. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So let's move to auditions, auditions for the high schoolers. So I remember my audition, it was like March 26th or 27th and we drove down to Oklahoma and I was scared out of my mind. So can you give some incoming or some high school seniors some advice for their first college audition or their audition at OCU? Before I pitch that to Dean Mel, because she's wonderful at this, everyone at the school is welcoming. We are, we are a relaxed, friendly situation. That doesn't mean that we are without standards. We want people to compete with themselves. We want to set the bar high, but there's no condescension. No one walks around like they have just had some plastic surgery on their chin, so it's parallel to the floor. We are very welcoming. And Dean Mel is in charge of a lot of the logistics on that. I always want people to understand that the faculty and the students are a friendly, relaxed, comfortable place where people can actually show their best by being relaxed and not scared. So, Brittany, I don't know. Did you find that once you got on the campus that it was different than what you felt? 100%. Because my oldest sister, Bambi, of course, went to OCU. So I already, you know, was a little skeptical because I didn't want to just follow my big sister, right? But as soon as I stepped on the campus, I just had that gut feeling. You know, it's like, okay, this, before we even, we got too, too much into it, I had that gut feeling that this was the school because I just, I love the values. I love that it's based on performance. And that's my favorite thing, performing. I remember it being the longest day. The drive to Oklahoma was very scary, but it was really fun. I think it was a really fun experience, but what I like more about it is, okay, obviously I was at the audition. I got in and I came and I had a great time. But what I love is when I was like a sophomore or a junior, I got to assist with their auditions and I was just beaming from ear to ear, just super excited to be like, I want to tell you, I want to tell you about school. Like you have any questions? Like I'll help you. Like it's great here. If it's great. And I, I always wanted to share that then. So I'm still excited to share it now. I think take it away, Dean Mel. Okay. Well, the big thing is, is again, to, to come and have fun. Uh, I tell people to just be preparing by taking your tap, your jazz, and your ballet classes coming in. And one of the common questions I get is like, well, what if I haven't taken one of those? And the most common one is tap. Some, you know, people will say, oh my gosh, I've been taking jazz and ballet my whole life, but I haven't taken any tap. So my advice would be is if you could get into a few tap classes before the audition, that would be great. And then once you're there, just try your hardest and perform. And even if you screw it up, 
We're looking for people who have that work ethic, that have the values to say, I'm going to do it. And so that is really important. And we have students who get into the program that have strong technique in two areas and very low technique in the other, because we can see we're looking at the dancer as a whole person. So we're looking at all those different types of styles and we're looking at their academics also. We're looking at their performance. So as part of the audition, the students will take a tap, a jazz, and a ballet class. They'll wear their numbers during those classes. So anytime we're doing things across the floor or in the center, we're going to be looking at the students through an audition lens. And then at the end of the day, we ask everyone to be prepared with a short solo and we then get to watch and see the students doing something they pre-rehearsed. And we do that because sometimes during the day you're nervous. And so you want to be able to get done with the day and then say, oh, I'm doing something that I can really perform. So we're looking for that performance quality. Can I put something in because I'm teaching and I'm usually the person that says, Brittany, would you please assist me in this? Yeah. Um, I, I tell people, because many times if people come to a school that's aimed at seeing that you get work and show business. So if someone comes to the school and hasn't had a background in one of the styles, if they will show us their character, that they can be generous without being upset with themselves because they are showing that they don't know that technique. And I tell them, stick with it. Stay on the floor. Smile what you can do and what you can't do and how much of it you can do and what you can't do. And we're not grading anybody. We're trying to see if they have the potential to earn their living. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with a sort of relaxed humility where you can enjoy knowing you can't do something and still have a generous approach to life. So that's really important. I I wanted to put that in because that is something that our school tries to reiterate. Give other people a break and give yourself a break and work as hard as you can. And if you mess something up, learn from it. Don't repeat it again. And those are the best lessons in life. You really learn a lot from your mistakes, and hopefully you don't learn too much that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And the, and the good thing is that uh, if you come in and you know, you're really weak at one of those areas, jazz, tap, or ballet, OCU produces well-rounded dancers. So if you come in on day one and you are in level one, by the time you get out, you are going to have excelled so far you won't even believe it. I'm not, I'm not going to mention names, but so many times we have people who come in who say, I haven't danced, and in four years, they're on Broadway. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. It is the truth. What we're looking for is not, I could go through the whole list of people who always told us how much the school meant to them, because they were naive about their technique and then became so sophisticated they were. But there are many, many people like that. So I don't want to um, mention everybody's names. But The uh, list would go on forever. <laughs> I mean, not of people yeah. who haven't had training. It's definitely helpful to have training <laughs> before but day what one. what they had was this desire to learn, this in intense, joyful humility, this professionalism, discipline, dedicated, a joy to work with, 
positive, good morale, they are going to be the people that make producers money. So the producers hire the directors who can find the choreographers who know who the dancers are, who are going to be not just great on stage, but good back in the dressing room. Right. Because you might have the best technique in the world, but people want to work with their friends too. Sometimes people with great technique, they will work, but they won't work forever. I always liked what you said. I, I don't know what it was, but mean people with great technique will work once. Kind of, sort of like that. That's sort of. <laughs> it's been a few years. Maybe you can yeah. fix that. <laughs> I have to look that up on the orals and see what I really said. Uh, okay, but that's the general idea. They probably they might work more than once, but it would be at different places. Once yeah. here, once there, once somewhere else. Right. That's important to make your see when you do a good job. This is the other thing that parents worry about. Will my son or daughter be able to keep working? Sure. Once you have a good reputation, choreographers pick you up and they will work with you on the next the gig. So when our dancers do a good job, or Susan Stroman or one of the choreographers on Broadway, then they work again the next time that choreographer has a Broadway show. That's the way it goes. I. Again, this is what I said, stand on your feet and your reputation, meaning your technique and your character. I have one final question I want to ask you, because you you mentioned what the parents are worried about. So do you think that a dance degree is necessary for someone who wants to be a dancer as a career? I'm just going to get people who are well-rounded and know as much knowledge as they can jam into their power package, have a joyful, quality, good life. To have a good life, you need to have an understanding of who you are as a person, history, how you can keep from being financially abused. You have to be able to read a contract. You have to understand about business law. You need to know how the body functions so that you don't have injuries because you're working incorrectly, et cetera. So before I pitch this to Dean L, an education gives someone armor to protect themselves as they go through life because nobody does just one thing. So do I think that somebody can be in a show without having a degree? Yeah. Do I think they're going to have a quality life in show business? No. They can learn what you would learn without a degree, but very few people do that, but they can do that. People who are really interested, they can do that. But that's so much easier when you've got people who are mentors who know what they're talking about and everybody wants what's right for you. At our school, we have so many meetings. We have six different faculty meetings a week. Wow. Depending on the style, ballet meeting, jazz meeting, theater, general faculty meeting twice. Because what we want to do is we want to make sure that we are really concerned about every single student who we teach. Every student is watched and monitored every week by everyone. You also, as you're choosing your college, need to look at the curriculum. And the thing, one of the really great things that we put in the curriculum are the courses that are preparing the students on the business side, the contract for managers, the choreography, the teaching, all of those components. But we have an entertainment career prep one, an entertainment career prep two. Those You took those, we've just changed the names. <laughs> so it, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> you're like, what are those? But those really are those dance workshops? They are really preparing students to know how to be a professional in the industry. Your pictures, your resumes, your bios, your cover letters, your website, your social marketing, social media marketing, all of those things are so important. And without having classes in those, it's a trial by error kind of thing. What is an agent? What is the manager? Those are important things that the students from the Oklahoma City University dance program know what's going on before they are out on their own. So it helps a lot. Absolutely. And that's, uh, I, when I was living in New York, I, uh, I left my binder home at home in North Dakota from uh-huh. Dan's workshop. And I was like, oh, what, what is on page 13 or whatever it was when I went home at Christmas break or, or I don't know, a holiday. I definitely grabbed it from my bookshelf and brought it back to New York with me. And now dance workshop and dance workshop too. <laughs> I, those are in my bookshelf. I use those. <laughs> yeah. We just renamed them because when people are looking at the curriculum, they go, what's dance workshop? Mm-hmm. And so it's entertainment career prep. That's what we're doing in those courses. So we renamed them. <laughs> oh, because you were talking about prepares you for, you've already learned about your headshot and resume and the correct size. So when you go to the audition, whether it's your very first New York audition or your 100th, you're a lot less nervous because it's what you've already been doing for the last four years. That's what I really appreciated when I moved to New York. I mean, you're waking up at four o'clock in the morning, but you're like uh, another audition, like you could wake up in a panic, but it was never a panic. It was, okay, I do my hair the same way that I've been practicing. I do my makeup the same way. I have my outfit. Let's go. And it, mm-hmm. it just, it, like, it, it really does teach you how to audition and how to be prepared for that so that when you walk in the door, you're not like, oh, am I wearing the right outfit? Like. You're confident in that preparation so that you can be the one to get the job. I, th- I think that's pretty good. I think we hit, we hit a lot of stuff. We probably, yeah, that's probably enough for two whole sessions. Yeah, I, don't know. I think so. Brittany, it's closer to your dinner than to ours. Oh, you're right. It was such a pleasure talking to you. It was so good seeing your face and talking to you. So good to see you too. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much. And this is amazing. This is so good to get in. Yeah, you are. Yeah, no, this is so cool. I, um, some of the links and I, I listened to two of them. I didn't get to the third one yet, but you're just a great interviewer. So what, you you. know, what a great, you know, doing what OCU grads do. Thank you for listening to Dance Colleges and Careers brought to you by InstaDance. This episode is edited by Brayden Grubb and myself, Brittany Noltemeyer. Theme song is created by Matthew Claiborne at Flamingo Sound and Show. And thank you to my sponsors, the Chiropractic Center of Leesburg and Claremont in Florida, and Pure Hemp Labs. Catch you on the inside.